Hey there, so for today's episode, I wanna share with you a clip from our private mastermind called the Tycoon Tribe. This is specifically for people that do at least seven figures a year in e-commerce, and we're getting them to eight figures or 10 million plus per year. So this is one of the most important concepts as part of a presentation I gave at our very first mastermind for this group on placing asymmetric bets. That means high potential reward, low downside. I believe this is one of these three key secrets to growing any business as an entrepreneur and completely thriving. So please enjoy. And then the second one is place as many asymmetric bets as you possibly can. So what is an asymmetric bet? It means high upside, low downside. A payoff that looks something like this. Like if you can do something and it has the potential to add a million bucks in revenue to your business, say per year, but your maximum cost is five or 10 grand, it's probably a good thing to do as long as you have the five or 10 grand, that's not gonna wipe you out. The more of those kind of bets you can do, even if they have a low probability of success, the more likely it is that your business is going to scale. This is where I was kind of like circling back. It's like, maybe we got a little lucky life boost, but we tried Fury Fitness. I probably risked too much money, 25 grand. Fortunately, he risked more, which is good. Um, but I <laughs> was able to try later with life boost, didn't risk anything. There was no money that went in there. And it was basically a pure performance deal. And that could have not worked out, but that was just one of the many bets along the way. And I feel like you have those on a bigger scale and you also have them within your business every single day. This is an investor that I kind of follow. He kind of says the same idea, different way of saying it. Says, heads I win, tails I don't lose much. Same thing, asymmetric bet. Um, some of these examples, new products, testing them, don't hope. As entrepreneurs, I think um, we're naturally probably overly optimistic. Otherwise, why would we be doing this? Um, because most people are not, they're too scared and so they never do anything as far as financial risks. Um, however, that can bite you when you get too confident that something new is gonna work out and you risk too much. Um, so I think it's an idea of like testing new products but not just banking your whole business on them working because you're super confident, you feel like you know your market and stuff. So testing within reason, new sales channels also, as long as you're keeping the lights on and everything else and you're working, is working pretty well in your business, you never know what next sales channel could do really well for you. Um, I mean, Derek and Dan, for example, like at some point, I don't know what they were doing before, but at some point they put some videos on TikTok, tested some different things, took a course, one of the videos got like 4 million views. It's like they would have never known if they haven't given it that try. And so, um, Testing those things is good as long as you're keeping the lights on in every other area of your business. New marketing channels, uh, social media, paid ads, platforms. Like we've thrown a lot of stuff against the wall. Most of it has not worked that well, but we've kept the things that have worked and that's what's kind of allowed us to kind of keep scaling. Hiring people to do work for you. This is another big one where a lot of people in here seem to be having like, you know, some people have too many people, some people have like no people, but it's like the only way you're ever gonna get through this, and I think Roman may have mentioned that, only way you're ever gonna get through this is if you just start trying to get people in there. Like it doesn't mean you hire 50 people all at once, but hire one person, for example, for one specific job. <clears throat> Maybe there's a 50% chance they work out or don't work out, that's fine. It's like if you get lucky and they work out, that's great. If not, do it again, move on to the next person. As long as you're not trying to risk your whole business on the line, then that is an asymmetric bet worth placing because that's the only way you're ever gonna get out of doing everything in your business yourself. Or even a specific area that's just causing you pain and you wanna solve. Hiring new agencies, <laughs> I feel like this is my like, anti-agency event. Um, same kind of thing, you gotta try them out. Some of them will work, most of them won't work, but you gotta try them out and limit the risk is the most important part. If they try to sign you up for like a 12 month deal, then uh, I don't think the reward is worth the risk, but if it's like a 30, 60, maybe 90 day test with limited financial risk, 
then it's probably worth it as long as you have time to actually manage them. Uh, getting quotes from new suppliers. This is an area of the business that I feel like most of us don't dig into enough. You know, if you can go out there and all of a sudden you can cut your product cost by like 20%, that's probably going to have a bigger profit impact on your business than almost anything else you do. But most of us don't do it enough. We're not actively going out there and getting quotes for our same exact products. Same for us and LifeBoost. But another area that you don't have a lot to risk other than some time, but it could potentially save you millions of dollars a year and allow you to scale better. These are some of the other side, high potential downside risks. May not be worth it. Long contracts, <coughs> agencies, employees, contractors, software tools, expensive product catalog expansions. So if you're like, oh, I really want to do this new product and my business is only doing, say, a couple million bucks a year, but this new product is going to cost like 100 grand in six months of my life and you know, five hours a week and stuff, that trade-off may not be worth it. But if you can test them cheap, probably is. Completely new brands is another thing, because if you're gonna kind of completely take your focus off your current brand to launch this new brand, that could be a risk not worth taking, unless this one is really taken care of. High financial commitment marketing campaigns. You should be able to test almost any marketing channel for probably five grand or less, I think. Uh, most of us, because most of us are selling products that are like, pretty much everyone's sub $100, except for a few different cases. Uh, so in that case, you should be able to get enough traffic with like five grand to test almost any marketing channel. Um, and only in special circumstances would you probably wanna go more than that. But if you can't find that out for five grand, then maybe you test something different. Another one, risky marketing, such as manipulated reviews, lack of disclaimers, that kind of thing. Like if you're doing anything that has the potential to like increase your Amazon sales by like 20, 30%, but also has the risk to kill your entire Amazon business, that's probably not worth the risk. Um, so looking for the high potential upside, limited downside risk. This is a model that I think kind of helps with this whole thing that I heard about. I don't remember where I heard about it, but it's stuck in my head ever since. And I think it kind of helps um, think about this and kind of make it a little more actionable. So the core growth exploratory model, how to place smart bets while keeping the lights on in your business. So the idea is that you've only got so much time, so much money, so many resources, how do you devote time to the different areas of your business? Keeping the lights on, going after stuff that seems kind of promising, and then doing stuff that's completely speculative, kind of just throwing stuff against the wall. So the model that I kind of heard that I think kind of makes sense is you know, 70% of your time, money, effort on your core business, keeping the lights on. If you're Apple, 70% of your money has got to go to keep selling iPhones because that's like 50, 60% of your sales. <clears throat> Same thing for everyone else in here. It's like if that thing dies, you've got no money left to test anything else. Like if Google, for example, just devoted all their time and effort to all their you know, autom uh, autonomous cars and that kind of thing, and they killed their search engine and let somebody win, they've got no more money to play around in these like super um, high-tech kind of areas. They've got to keep their machine, their search engine keep going, which is why they put so many resources behind that. So core 70% of your time and money, keeping the lights on, such as your main products, your main platform. Like I've had these conversations with a lot of you all, like Elaine, for example, She's frustrated with Amazon, wants to build stuff on Shopify. Great. Totally spend time and effort there. Make sure you keep your Amazon going because it's still driving most of the sales in the business. So you kind of got to keep that machine going. Um, should you add more products to Amazon if you know they're going to sell well? Probably. If most of your sales are on Amazon right now and you know that machine, I think maybe you and I talked about this, Miguel. If you know that machine, even though you want to build sales outside of Amazon, but you know you could increase your business by 20, 30% by adding another product on Amazon without a lot of risk, you should probably do it, um, even though there's a risk, you know, with Amazon and that kind of thing. But if you know that machine and you know it can grow sales and there's not a lot of risk, like you might as well keep doing that as part of your core function because that's what you know while also building other stuff. 
Keep optimizing ads if you're spending money there. Keep tracking performance. Keep trying to improve what's working every week so that it keeps working. Because inevitably, there's competitors out there that are spending 100% of the time on that area of the business, and they're working as hard, if not harder than you, to try to beat you at what your core business is, which is why you got to keep paying attention there. Um, model that I like, that we've kind of talked about already, is kind of figure it out and then get somebody else to do it. So then that can allow you to devote more time to some of these other areas. Um, so for example, if you know Amazon ads really well, um, you may at some point want to get somebody else to handle that, but you still got to keep an eye on it. Growth, 20% of your time and money, promising opportunities. Anything that already has traction. So this is stuff that's already kind of showing good signs, whether it's a sales channel, a marketing channel, a new product, um, maybe 20% of your time, new products in the works. Like I said, fully promote them before moving on. Growing your Shopify sales if that's already picking up traction. Uh, scaling your current ad channels. Focusing on landing pages, optimizing those. New and different products. So to me, this is like you know, the 20%. These are things that are promising that could end up surpassing your core business. So while you're keeping the lights on, you're placing some smart bets over here to make sure that at some point, this will probably be bigger. For example, Apple, it's like they used to sell computers, which was like probably 95% of their sales. At some point, they placed some bets, launched some smartphones. iPhone now dwarfs their computer sales. So eventually, that's going to happen for all of us. So you got to keep the lights on, but you got to keep placing new bets and keep feeding those things that look promising. And the last category is kind of new tests, just exploratory. You don't know if going to work, but if you only spend 10% of your time and 10% of your budget on it, then there's not a lot of risk. Like you give it a try, it could end up, you could get surprised, and it could make your business explode. This could be a completely new brand, could be a completely new market, could be a different form of a product, digital or something like that. Still worth placing some of those bets. Um, completely new ideas. Facebook, Instagram, shop, just giving an example, some channels that are a little less proven. Uh, retail, if you can limit your financial risk. I don't have as much experience here, and this is the reason why we haven't gone into this yet, because we haven't figured out how to do this without, according to some people, yeah, risking like two or three million dollars in like two years. Um, there's probably a way, we're just not as familiar with it, but if we can figure that out, I would love to test that channel. Uh, trade shows, just other ideas, new social media channels, new ad platforms. This is stuff where we all have different ideas, Throw it against the wall, see what happens, as long as you don't start spending like 90% of your time over there and forgetting and neglecting your core business.